0: Hi, my name is Juan Pablo, and I am the interim site lead of our Wicker Park and Hyde Park Woodlawn sites. You can use he, him pronouns when you speak about me. Um, Our social and spiritual lives are shaped by times of festival and feasting. So celebrating big with our communities and cultivating that ride joy that God offers as a gift to all of us. So this summer, especially with pride, uh, it's going to feel a little different. Uh, Many of our normal festivities, uh, they can't take place the way they did last year, but we can still be a festive people and we're going to learn about all the festivities in the Bible and um, how to bring those celebrations uh, to our own lives right now, even with everything going on around us. So for the next month, we're going to elevate this critical role of play and joy in our lives we're going to learn about the biblical history uh, through fi- through festivals. And then we're also going to find real ways to experience that joy and uh, that love amidst, even in the midst of pain and confusion that's going on right now. So uh, let's seek the Holy Spirit as we uh, uh, try to have joy and learn about all these feasts and festivals in the Bible. But today, it's my joy. I have the honor of talking about Weddings I Love weddings. There's nothing that has the same place in our hearts as wedding weddings restore hope and our belief in love and Weddings make the energy of love available to everyone uh, Who has come to witness the ceremony a wedding is? um, It's also seen as loves symbol of success Uh, over the last couple of years I've had the opportunity and the honor to participate and and witness some wonderful weddings at Urban Village. Uh, There was Grant and Connor's wedding. This was my first gay wedding. And I cried and I cried as I saw these two men that loved each other uh, walk down the aisle in front of a community that loved and affirmed them. Um, I was able to capture this candid picture of them before they walked down the aisle. And then there was Danny and Jason's wedding. Oh, I cried and I cried. As I saw Jason's family from Puerto Rico and Danny's family from all over the country affirm the love that they had for each other. They're also breaking all sorts of cultural norms within our Latin A community. We danced our butts off that night and uh, I left very happy. And then finally, uh, there was my daughter's wedding, Gabriela and Anthony. I cried and I cried. You get the point. Uh, weddings are a tradition that pretty much uh, looks the same in many cultures and even now within our own queer community that can celebrate weddings but it doesn't end at the ceremony Uh uh-uh there's a reception afterwards from small to large receptions this is the time to celebrate and party and even forget about all sorts of problems uh, that are happening in the world and happening within our families you know why because it's all about the couple it's all about their love it gives us hope for the world it lifts us up to imagine a world where there is a happily ever after uh last year i went to los angeles for a wedding it was my cousin carla's wedding and i was excited to go because my parents were going to go my sister was going to go and also family from mexico and puerto rico were going to be there it was going to be lit like they said so um, i went to the reception space as soon as i landed in order to go help Uh, decorate, and also to meet my parents and my sisters before we headed to the hotel. It was a lot of work. There were about 500 seats, and we had to put um, some of the little gifts and boxes and decorations on the the tables, Uh, so um, we all got to work, uh, all of us, to decorate this huge hall. Um, and my cousin I think she invited about 300 people but Latinos we love a good party so we love to bring a plus one or a plus four so she planned accordingly and made sure that there was going to be enough food that there was going to be enough drinks that the band was going to be the best band Uh, and then uh, in the middle of us decorating I saw my cousin crying my cousin Setsi, my cousin Patti, my mother, and all the uh, other women from our Pueblo um, were standing around her and the groom. I didn't know what was happening. But my mom called me over. She then tells me that the priest had to cancel the ceremony because he would not be able to marry them. And because of that, they also couldn't use the church for the ceremony. My mom called me over and she said, "Bablo can marry you. I was like, what mommy, I came here to have fun. So the story goes um, in this uh, book of John that Jesus has, and his disciples and his mother, uh, Mary, were invited to a wedding. Uh, Jewish weddings were a big deal in that culture and and scholars say that weddings at that time were a week long affair. And so running out of wine was quite a big deal uh, and had a lot of consequences for the couple and the family that was putting this together. Um, I'm wondering if they had enough resources, um, if they uh, were hoping that there was going to be enough, but did not have the availability to get more. Um, In any case, Jesus' uh, mom calls him over and lets him know that there was no more wine that they ran out. This was Jesus's response. He says, woman, what does this concern of yours have to do with me? This is not my hour. Um, And then all we know is that she turns around to the servants and tells them, do whatever Jesus tells you to do. So they get these jars, six of them, uh, huge 20 to 30 gallon jars, and they fill them with water. Jesus turns them into wine what what happened did they have a conversation uh, between his response to her and her speaking to the servants I don't know um but maybe Mary gave him the mom look you know that look when uh you're in public and you do something or try to act a little sassy it looks something like this well Here's what I think was going on. Mary recognizes her son's ministry. See, the angel Gabriel had told her that she was gonna give birth to a son, that his name was gonna be Jesus, that he was gonna be great, that he will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. There were angels. There were magi. There were uh, heavens opening up around his birth. When he was 13, they lost Jesus and looked all over for him. It took them three days to find him and to return to where they were at, to find him at the temple, sitting around uh, leaders and other teachers, listening and asking questions. Now we don't know what happened between the 20 years of him being 13 and 33 that we are at the time now at that wedding, but if she is anything like my mom, she took him to help the community, to be part of the community, to care and learn about the importance of community. If Jesus was going to leave the people, she wanted him to know the people, know their pains and lives on a personal level, to know the oppression that they were currently going through. Yes, I believe that during these 20 years, she must have reminded Jesus over and over that he was special, that one day he would walk in God's purposes. She knew that she she had walked with him, nurtured him, and that this was his time to shine. The story continues to say that this was some fine wine. Jesus displayed his glory that day and his disciples believed him. Now back to Carla's wedding. I was scared. How is this queer guy going to stand in front of all these people? How was I gonna be received by my family? But my mom knew better. She had raised me to help others. She raised me to seek justice and always told me that God had a purpose for me and that he would use me in special ways. She wasn't going to take no for an answer, uh-uh, because this, and, and for the first time in my whole life, I spoke in front of my family as my authentic self, and I gave it my all, that they changed something inside of me. The wedding was interrupted. but God. Revealed his glory in our lives that day and we partied like we never partied before the food tasted better That band sounded great. There was Enough drink for everyone and we had a wonderful time Today we might feel like our celebrations and our pride festival was interrupted by a virus and now by systemic racism that is continual and the injustice that has been done towards our black siblings, we are seeing that um, these things come to light and we might say, what does this, your concern have to do with me? But let me tell you something at this feast that we're at, and this celebration that we're at, there's a table that's missing. There's a table that is empty. No one is sitting there because there is people that are oppressing our siblings. And let me tell you why this story of the wedding at Cana is so important for us today. We have felt this pause and it feels like we may never get back to having the party that we waited for all year. And some of us might be asking, what does your concern have to do with me? But there's something that's important. God will reveal his glory through this situation. And he's calling each one of us to grab a jar and fill it with water. To the queer folk that uh, are out there, um, we know injustice. We know what it means to be oppressed for over 50 years. We have been fighting for equal rights. We have been sharing the stories for lesbians, gay, bisexual, trans folk, um, and queer folk, non-binary. All of us have been oppressed in some sort of a manner or another. And even within our own queer community, we know that racism exists. It's our time to call it out within our community and call it out within the community at large brown folk, Asians. Um, I've been seeing you grab your jars and filling them with water. You've been going out and cleaning the neighborhoods that have been affected by looting and rioting. You have been uh, marching in the uh, brown lives for black lives. um, uh, March. We have been walking and protesting and posting that we love our black siblings and that black lives matter. And white folk come on I have seen you grab your jar and fill it with water you are educating yourselves we've been doing the work of anti-racism and you have been there learning and I see you I see you educating others on social media I see you stepping back and letting the stories of our black siblings be at the forefront. I see you with the love. I see you saying black lives matter and God's glory will be revealed. There's a lot of work to do. And while we may have asked ourselves, what does this have to do with you or me? We took action. We called out racism. We marched. We're protesting. We're writing letters. We're making phone calls. We donated to funds that are helping our black siblings. We're doing all sorts of things. We're grabbing our jars and filling them with water. God is going to turn that water into wine and that wine is going to be good. It seems that time is different these days and we don't even know what day it is sometimes but there's another kind of time of play here as well as a majestic time where all that is predictable goes away and what rises from the dust is absolute possibility this is God's time and it rips open the curtain of our lives and the clock of our lives at different points in our lives to reveal a glimpse of the divine. So when Jesus speaks of his hour, he's in speaking of a time and a date on his calendar. He's talking about the time when God will reveal his glory through his cross, the resurrection, and the ascension. A time when God will will, uh, be accessible to everyone once and for all. Church, this is our hour to serve in bold, relevant, and be the inclusive church that God has called us to be. And although we may take a pause for now to make sure that all the tables are filled, just believe it, that the party will be lit when we get back to this party. We're going to enjoy each other in new ways, and God will uh, bring us back to new and better wine. God bless you.